You know, the older your dad gets, the handsomer he becomes. Lucky guy. Everyone at school loved him today. Everybody always loves him. He's the most charming man on the planet. You still think so? After everything you guys have been through? Of course. Your dad and I still care about each other. You know that, Ash. Gee, almost sounds like you want to get back together. <laughs> get back together? What makes you say that? I don't know. You guys have been acting like there's some big secret lately. I just thought maybe it was something about you two. What? Is there something? Ash. He hasn't found some other woman, has he? He's not getting married. No. Well then what? Is he gay? Is that what you're trying to tell me? <laughs> Ash, there are things your dad and I should have talked to you about a long time ago. Mom, I was joking. It's not a joke. Your dad is gay. Welcome to All About Degrassi, the podcast where some people are just gay, I guess. Some people are just gay, I guess. Yeah, it happens. Right, right off the bat, Brim, can we go ahead and get that as a sound drop for future episodes? I don't know, GT. Some people are just gay, I guess. Uh, hi, Evan. Hi, Brim. How are you both? I'm Nick. Hello, Nick. No one said my name yet. Hello, Nick. Hi, you Nick. are Nick. Uh, yes, I am. You are Nick. I yeah. am Evan. Welcome. Yes. Uh, I'm Brent. I'm doing well. Yes. I'm. Uh, I told Nick earlier, but I am in the the Great North Wet, uh, in the the Seattle area. It's cold. It's wet. I'm wearing a jacket inside. But other than yeah, that, producer doing great. Brent, it, it, producer Brent is wearing a parka right now. Mm-hmm. But honestly, mm-hmm. that's more. You know, you are in an environment very similar to the climate of Toronto. It's true. So it's true. Toronto and Seattle. In I think Toronto is maybe even further south. On the globe than 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 Seattle is, but both north. That's one of those wild things. Like yeah. when you hear that Tahoe's further east than Vegas, can you believe that? I, I guess I. I guess I can. <laughs> Everyone listening to this is a Canadian, so they don't know about our geography. So we're true, gonna true, we're true, gonna true. move on from this right away. We have to talk about two episodes today, and ooh, Evan, I think you'll agree with me. Finally, we're getting to the good stuff. Ooh, these were two good ones. Were, were there two good ones? I think there was one good one. <laughs> no, I, I liked, I liked good... both of these. Oh, I disagree. But I thought we'll... the B-plots were lacking in both, but I did like uh, uh, the first episode as well. Yes. Um. Well, well let's get that one out of the way, because that's, like, that's the one I had issues with but um, yeah i mean it is quite a bit about sports and a lot of i know basketball. i'm like this isn't know your audience and this is i am yeah. not the audience for this it's called the basketball diaries is that the a basket- song no so supposedly yeah episode seven basketball diaries is apparently named after the 1999 fi- 1995 film starring leonardo dicaprio which oh. i have not seen have you seen this movie no um, is, it, is it the one where he's like in a diner and he's a misogynist with Tobey Maguire? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Are you talking about Don's Plum? Is that it? Is that the I one that the Pussy Posse movie that they made I disappear? The Pussy Posse yeah. Movie. That's def- yeah, that's yeah. a different movie. <laughs> uh, no, I don't know. I've never seen this movie. But um, okay. I love love some DiCaprio. Peak Pete DiCaprio. Uh, Brimp and I used to do stand-up together for many years. And I think one of my favorite Brimp Flybeak 
jokes is uh brent why don't you tell it the, can you tell the hoop hoop dream joke? oh sure yeah that i well go ahead okay I'm waiting I, uh, you know, you, you dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Um, so after college, I got a job driving, uh, for a party delivery, party rentals, delivery truck. Um, but I, you know, I dress for the job I want. So yeah, I drove a truck, but I drove that truck every single day in a full NBA uniform because I have hoop dreams like that movie <laughs> Teen Wolf. That's it. Great That's joke. a bit. Thank That's you. That's, That's great. great that's very good that's very good can you do your french uh sliding tours bit while we're no I'm i'll do them all do I don't shit. no more stand oh, no. up on the show we have show. more bits we love bits um this is our first jimmy sode our first yeah. drake sode a jimmy how exciting there's mini sodes and there's jimmy sodes there's a jimmy sode yeah i kind of forgot how much of a backseat jimmy takes this first season like yeah. he's, like he's mostly playing second fiddle to ashley Yes, and um, not to spoil too much about the episode, but I would say that Drake in this episode proves that he's one of the best actors on the show, and I think it's never more apparent than when he is alone in a room with Shane Kippel, and you watch the camera just sort of absorb all this energy and talent and vibrance from this young actor drake and then shane kipple is like boo, boo boo i think shane kipple is fine <laughs> i hate i don't want to say it wouldn't be an episode of all about degrassi if nick didn't way too harsh complain about he didn't, he didn't hate on these children he didn't somebody had I spent 10 years yep. watching oh, shane kipple and he all right i strongly disagree i think okay. he's fine um fine. i think he only gets better um yeah let's let's wait, dive on better in. than this oof that can't wait to see that that's gonna be a real tour de force <laughs> yeah he's good okay. he's got the goods <laughs> I really um hate. shall we dive on in until i don't the... hate him i don't hate anybody let's continue <laughs> um so jimmy Jimmy Brooks, he's trying out for the Degrassi basketball team, um, which if you notice, like the sport that we're supposed to care about, the school always changes, like depending on the season or depending on the episode. Like, right. It becomes like, football a... in the later seasons. Yeah. And then like sometimes, you know, it's it's like whatever sport needs to be important at the time is the, the one that matters, um, which I obviously I know basketball season's different from football season. But so Degrassi's like no is that why yeah 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 it's a it's okay, a yeah see, i know some stuff about sports um, yeah there you go um are you allowed to play basketball outside will they let you i don't think games are played outside oh, okay. ever i don't think so um sorry sports so yeah. expert i'll weigh in real quick now yeah, any sort of you. organized basketball at a at like a school level is going to be inside oh, okay all that right well thank, we're thank informed <laughs> <laughs> they're sort of setting up a rivalry between sean and jimmy here we see that yeah, they're sort of playing on that. Um, so yeah, Jimmy's struggling to balance his basketball practice with his schoolwork. And this is our first introduction to Coach Armstrong, who will remain on this show for years to come. Uh, he's Almost the... as long as Miss Kwan. Almost. Yeah, no longer, I think. What? Yeah, he <laughs> outlasts her, I think. Uh -huh. um, and he's so he's the resident coach of whatever sport he needs to be the coach of and math teacher. 
I um, mean, to be fair, the, at my school, it was always like the coach was like the the PE teacher would also like fill in and like do some other after school activities. So I, I bought that. Yeah, right. Uh, no, they always they put a lot on their plates, coaches. Um, we had a, well, I had a help. In, uh, the inner city schools, they're underfunded, and that's true in Toronto as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a coach who taught my health class. Um, yeah, coaches didn't always learn a lot. Health class. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my coach was named Mr. Belotis, which does sound like Mr. Blow This. I didn't think of that until just now. I could have dunked on him pretty hard. God, kids are mean. Kids are so mean. <laughs> he was a pretty mean man, so I think it would have been okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, okay. He had a coming then. Yeah. Um. So Miss Kwan, our queen, Miss Kwan, Queen Kwan. Miss she's Queen. <laughs> queen Kwan. She queen is. Kwan. She's grown tired of Jimmy giving her excuses and him not doing his schoolwork. And so one day she calls him out in class when they're doing a book discussion and he asks her or she asks him which character he relates to the most. And he says, I relate to the Lord of the Flies the most, which is if you've read that book, you know, that's yeah. nonsense. As far <laughs> as um, just sort of one off classroom banter, I thought this was strong. This seems like a situation that would actually unfold. I don't know. Yeah. Normally the book that they're studying has something to do with the plot of the episode and i wouldn't say any of the themes of lord of the flies apply to this riddlin episode but would anyone uh, yeah. disagree no i don't think i mean i was, tr oh, I was actually the trying to think the about glasses it. it's like the technology in spinners like piggy and jimmy says he's ralph and society is the school and the plane is the school bus and the Lord of the Flies is the basketball. Thoughts? Mm, I was wondering how far you could take that. I was <laughs> take running this out metaphor. of things this I remembered. This very strained <laughs> metaphor. Well, I do think... Yeah, I was actually had this thought, too, because usually it's like when they're in English class, they're like, okay, we're going to talk about, you know, Julius Caesar, and then someone's going to, like, betray someone in the episode. Or, so you know, it's something very on the nose like that. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, is this a case of Degrassi being incredibly on the nose? Um, and I don't think so. I mean, I guess you could draw a parallel to like, oh, he pushes, well, spoiler alert, he pushes Sean toward the end of the episode. And it's like, oh, is this Does that happen in Lord of the, the Flies? They're playing a pickup um, basketball game. I mean, they're like very, you know, they rough each other up in that they do, book. They do. Um, did you, you had to read that book in school, right? Yeah, I actually think Lord of the Flies is one of the few books I was assigned in school that I enjoyed reading. I think I finished it before I was assigned to finish it. I think that's the only time that's ever happened. Yeah, I actually had to read this book also in eighth grade, like these kids. Um, and I remember enjoying it. I remember finding it very disturbing, which I, I always liked those books. Like when we had to read a, like, a creepy, disturbing book in school, I was like, oh, I'm into this. Um, was it Goosebumps? <laughs> goosebumps. Uh, I had a lot of Goosebumps as a kid. Um, so yeah, so Jimmy stays up all night writing what looks like a three-page essay <laughs> i know and there was i one of those pages was just the cover sheet which i found hilarious that he did a, a cover sheet with a lines notebook paper <laughs> i know just just wasting trees also no are we not typing everything at this point why are they handwriting out a three-page essay oh i definitely wrote physically wrote papers in high school I remember there being a distinction, like the teacher would tell us it has to be typed or it has to be handwritten. And 
I remember we hated one of them, but I can't remember which. I feel like we hated uh, typing because we didn't know how to do it back then. Oh, really? I definitely, whenever I found out the miracle of typing, I hated writing. I still hate writing to this day because I'm a it. left, I'm left-handed and my handwriting, my penmanship is horrible. And so it's all, and I, my hand gets really tired. It would cramp. And also as a lefty, it's hard to, you know, maneuver <laughs> around a notebook. So yeah, yes. I, whenever I found out that I could type things, that was a game changer for me. Never looked back. <laughs> So, yeah, so he's written this three-page essay <laughs> that's taken him all night. He stayed up all night. It's so writing wild. These three I guess pages. he had to finish the book, too, but... Did he? I, I they were know. only on chapter eight. Like, I think it was, like, discuss the chapter. I don't know. It was, know. like, a mid-book a mid yeah, essay. Yeah, mid-book mid review. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's, he's put all of his energy into this essay, and now he, he has no energy left for the big game today. And so, okay. <laughs> All right. I want to. I want to call foul sports. Sports. Right. Oh. Oh. Brent. Brent. Straight person. Popular person. Uh. Sports person. We uh -huh. need your expertise. If Sorry, you were sleepy, mm -hmm. would that make you bad at basketball? <laughs> I feel it's, like it wouldn't. <laughs> it certainly wouldn't make you better at basketball. Um, staying up all night and then trying to play sports would you wouldn't be you wouldn't be as good for sure. You no, I but you would it, get a rush of adrenaline. It's like you have to yes. be up for like an hour and a half. Yes, but also like it it's gonna mess with your like decision making and your judgment, and you're just uh, physically not gonna get be it. The same. Sports is about strategy. Yeah, no, I mean, no, I mean, <laughs> it takes a lot of you know cognitive control to be like you know aware during a game. Strain. I believe. I believe. <laughs> I believe him being like, oh, I'm I'm wiped. But it's just so, like, why did you stay up all night on this essay? I will say that, yes, as an eighth grader, if anybody's going to be like fine after one night of no sleep playing right? basketball, it's probably an eighth grader. They were but probably staying up all night playing video games if they weren't staying up all night doing homework. There's NFL players who are who are getting in trouble because they stay up all night playing video games and then, you know, playing the NFL. So it's going to fuck up their circadian rhythm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> There's, uh, there's a guy named, sorry, real quick, there's a guy named Kyler Murray, he plays in the NFL, and someone figured out Kyler. that after the release of a new Modern Warfare game, he there's like a noticeable decrease in his performance <laughs> in football. Okay, I mean, I hate knowing anything about sports, but that's <laughs> Yeah, I, how dare you sully this podcast by bringing up sports and Modern Warfare. This is No, I anathema. liked that factoid. Thank you, bro. We need more stuff like that. <laughs> Um, um, what yeah. happens next? Are, are we at the exchange of the um, pill in question? <gasps> oh my goodness, the drugs? Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, so so he asked Spinner if he can take Spinner's last Ritalin because we find out that Spinner takes Ritalin because he has ADHD. And Spinner's like, no, it's my last one. And Jimmy's like, please, I need it. And so <laughs> Spinner reluctantly, reluctantly is like, fine. Um, but we know this is going to spell disaster because this is Degrassi and drugs are never the answer, as we all know. And also Spinner's ADHD is left untreated. That's not good. Yeah. I have a lot of questions. I think it only supports my point that Jimmy is really selling this kind of tweaked out over medicated thing. And then Spinner's trying to be like, Oh, I'm unmedicated, and they're basically doing the same thing, but I'm buying it way more from 
Monsieur Drake. I called him Monsieur because, you know, Canada, France. Mm, yeah, it's mm. all the same. It's yeah. all the same there. Um, yeah, well, we'll, we'll, we'll we're getting to that. Because, yeah, the, the during the game, Jimmy is, like, a jittery mess. Mm-hmm. And he starts, like, showboating. And he's, like, blowing plays. And he's hogging the ball. And it's just a disaster. And he's refusing to pass the ball, even when it costs the team points. And then it... <laughs> And then at halftime, uh, yeah, what you're referencing, um, an unmedicated spinner decides to like put on an impromptu little dance for the for the crowd. Yeah, it was an all right dance. I'll I'll give Shane Kipple that much. It was a fine little dance. Yeah, white boy has <laughs> swagger. He's got moves. But then uh, he kind of ruins the dance, doesn't he? Well, he, he and then he he moons them, right? He shows which, them all his big old butt. He, yeah, he shows them his pasty white ass, um, which, you know, and you him see no favor. Which I was, I didn't remember that. Did you but see they it? Sh- they showed this. No, I'm joking. What? <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, no, they don't. Um, that's why I was confused because I was like, oh, is he mooning them? I was like, oh, I guess he's mooning them because he, he's bending he's over. For sure, yeah. And they're all which giving is him such like. A f- this is another example of like 50s mentality eking its way into like modern because these old old men are like oh you know how kids are always mooning each other <laughs> like i don't think that happens anymore i don't know i feel like straight boys do mooney like do like mooning like they think brent, it's funny <laughs> brent i don't know yeah oh yes. yeah straight there boy was, residence we went beyond mooning there was the british bulldog where you tuck your your wiener no okay no we don't need to know bark it's like fine. A dog. i'll look it no. up all right <laughs> thank you for that contribution okay um, so fine the mooning exists <laughs> yeah mooning is real mooning. <laughs> mooning mooning is real actually um a lot of people then... are um like moon landing truthers i'm like a, a mooning truther i don't think <laughs> like, i don't know right. about that i don't think I don't anyone's think actually real. done it it was stanley kubrick <laughs> i would never i would be mortified but i stanley was kubrick always... directed that scene in greece where the three boys show their butt <laughs> do you remember <laughs> okay uh is that uh, oh we've got to get to the end of this a plot for this first episode yeah, what happens so, next so they win jimmy gets they the do. team to win but he also when he gets the the winning point he injures sean accidentally when he like recklessly pushes him aside and then he like the basket rinse at mr armstrong's face which was really scary <laughs> yeah well because he's like tweaking um yeah. on ritalin and Coach Armstrong is like, this This is unacceptable. I'm cutting you from the team. And Jimmy's like, no, you can't do that. Um, Mustn't. And, and, but, he, but he does. And so yeah. we, we, the audience, we learn a valuable lesson about not taking medication that isn't prescribed to you. And Yeah, Spinner got off pretty easy, though. He just has to go to the office three times a day, which to me, as a like school kid, I would be like, great. I have so many more excuses where I am allowed to like be five minutes late or whatever, because Radich has told me I have to take my pill in this office. You know, for me, I would think that was great. (laughs) Right. I was always looking for excuses to like be in the hallway because they don't really know when I left the other room. I can wander around a bit. I can say Mm -hmm. I went to the bathroom if I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Freedom. Um, yeah, this, this episode ends on a, the main plot ends on a downer note. (laughs) I feel like it's had a lot of those this season. It's just, yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we have any thoughts on Jimmy and Ritalin? I thought that I thought the A plot was fine. I think this is a real thing that happens in schools. So, uh, this this worked for me. Um, but the Hmm. B plots, which we'll talk about in a second. Ooh, what a snooze! 
Yeah, I guess it's, you know, you got to work on that work-life balance. And this yeah. episode speaks to that reality. Um, and, you know, not taking Ritalin when it's not prescribed to you. That's important. Yeah. Don't, don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs. If you're unless a kid. You, if you're an adult, yeah. then do drugs. Yeah. I mean, unless you want to have a good time, then you can do drugs. But Yeah. Uh, the, okay. the, should we move on? B plot. Uh, let's let's talk about the B plot so quickly because I don't. Yeah, care. I this whole episode, I'm like, let's let's come on, let's move on. Chop chop. Um, so yeah, Liberty so, is writing yeah. the morning announcements, but mm-hmm. Ashley, as student council president, thank thank you so much. Um, as student council pr- president, Ashley is the one who gets to deliver her words. Mm-hmm. So. She starts to get like envious, but like, since when does Liberty want to be the center of attention? Is that like, what does she think will happen if she's on this like closed, closed circuit school TV? I was very confused. Yeah, I mean, she like feels like it's like a case of stolen valor because you know Ashley's taking all the credit for Liberty's hard work of stealing jokes from the internet. <laughs> yeah, like, that was a hilarious I, line. I love the I love the line where she's like, "That's my joke." She's like, "I mean, I got it from the internet." I'm like, "So, so she it's not your the joke, net. the net." <laughs> yeah, what is kids. that about? Do, do, do people I'm actually say that? You, I'm telling you, this is old, old men being like, you know, kids. They're always shortening things. Yeah, they obviously always, call it the net. <laughs> they're always going on the net, and it's like, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't incredibly online in 2001 but maybe like, I, I would buy the web i would i think you either say the internet or the web like short for the world wide web or just I would, online i found online, online yes that's what people say now i think yes. um you know or, the, or they'll just say well, the whole thing the there was also I mean, are we ever offline well, good point but there was also mm-hmm. the 1995 sandra bullock film the net <gasps> so it's all her fault what happened so it's her fault that? Is she attacked by the internet? <laughs> is, is, it, is it a physical net or is it the internet? No, it's if the that internet. movie's just yeah. about, okay. her, being <laughs> it's about her being strapped in a net. It's like it's that like, movie buried, but she's or, just or, 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 or like the James Franco movie where he's yeah, stuck just, in the cliff. Just, she's stuck in a net. She has to cut off her arm. Okay, it sounds whole like thing. a good movie, actually. <laughs> I, I would watch it. it. I would oh. watch it. Sandra, okay. where are you? Let's make it happen. Um. Yeah. Uh. I don't know. I think Ashley's like really mean to liberty and yeah you know, she shouldn't take her work for granted like i don't know i feel like it's just a matter of like her being like thanks liberty i appreciate the hard work you do but she like snatches her notes from her and she just acts very entitled and i don't think that's acceptable behavior yeah um the one laugh i did get this episode was there's a scene of liberty kind of like she has talked ashley into letting her do one of the morning announcements Mm-hmm. She's sitting there, squishing her face around, kind of like getting in the zone to be on TV. And it cuts to all of her classmates watching her in like <laughs> in horror. Do... Like they're not even laughing; funny. they just feel like like they just feel embarrassed for her. And that's it was very pretty sad. funny. <laughs> and then, um, uh, my favorite burn of the episode. Ooh, what a fucking sick burn! Paige says, "More like loser Van Zant <laughs> instead Got of Liberty Van Zant." <laughs> More like Goddard. loser Van Zandt. That's very good. That's Not very even good loser page. T. Yeah, that would have been... keep the same number of syllables at least, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, not Paige's finest moment. She can no. do better than that. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, was yeah, that the so... only subplot, really? 
That's the only subplot. I mean, yeah, so Li- Ashley kind of, like, feeds Liberty to the wolves by, like, not prepping her to, you know, or giving her any pointers on making announcements. And so, you know, Liberty reads them, and it's a disaster. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, uh, Ashley feels guilty, and so she decides to give Liberty some pointers, and then Which, the next what were time, these pointers that made her instantly good at <laughs> reading on it camera? It was like, it was like, just, just calm down just just be you yourself know, have, some, have some herbal tea uh, stage fright solved yeah oh speaking of herbal tea i want to talk about the school they were going up against he was coach armstrong <laughs> was like all right tomorrow's our big exhibition game against earl gray and then next week we'll take on chamomile and then at the end of the month it's degrassi v english breakfast that was a great scene i was surprised there were no jokes about tea in the morning announcements they honestly. think it's oh they should Liberty have been was in there. Liberty was slacking. I was like, okay, you, you put an hour of work into this every day. Well, where where's the where are the tea puns? They didn't. To me, it seems like it's very normal for something to be called Earl Grey to them. <laughs> like I it's Earl Grey it... Street and Earl Grey Town Center, and I don't know. It was weird to me. To be fair, the only joke I can think of is something like about tea bagging, but that's probably not acceptable. Oh, for... that'd be pretty funny though. <laughs> that'd be really funny. It'd really show not, those not fucking Earl Grey kids what's for. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, this episode. Um, we're done. It was we're done. We don't care. Real quick before we move on, oh, okay, I'm yeah. surprised that we didn't call out a specific moment for being the most Canadian moment. I'm just gonna play a clip for you. Yes, let's let's hear this, please. Fine. Go ahead. Tomorrow's pregame announcements, they're all yours. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. Knock yourself out. I struggled to find a... That, we'll just go ahead and have that be the most Canadian moment of the episode. I, I don't want to play the fanfare, though. It wasn't, it wasn't enough of a moment. I, 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 I wrote down when... Um, Jimmy like goes to the washroom to take his Ritalin. I was like, that's pretty Canadian, but I don't know. There wasn't anything excessively Canadian this this week. I was pretty upset. Oh, also that just while we're talking about that scene, yeah, I really loved that scene because I think he does. I think that's a very like accurate representation of a middle schooler like doing a drug in class because he's so <laughs> nervous that someone's gonna see him take this pill when it's like just put it in your mouth, you little weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah, you're fine. You water- I guess I guess that's before we all had water bottles on yeah, us, I like at true. all times. Oh, yeah. That was before water bottle culture really kicked <laughs> in. You had to go okay. outside and go to the fountain. Yeah, and it was very funny when Radich came around the corner and he was like, Bleh! and it's like, you can't see it. It's in your hand. Just <laughs> be cool. <laughs> okay, so yeah, this episode okay. was boring. I don't think it went there. I think if there was some real consequences, if like Jimmy was found out having done the drugs, if Spinner had more consequences than just going to the office three times a day, then I, I mean, he didn't make the team. That was a consequence. Do you literally no. take Ridlin every two hours? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. Three times a day is what he said. You have to come in and school six hours. So we're every two hours. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give you extra. We're going to give you an IV drip, actually, if you could just come in here. You know what? Maybe Spinner's misdiagnosed. That happens a lot with ADHD. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he's just creative. Just kidding. We find out later. He's not. That's the end of this episode. Let's take a little break. to episode eight secrets and lies which is again apparently named after a movie the 1996 mike lee film which is a very good movie have you seen it no 
It's good. I would recommend. Who's in um, it again? <laughs> Secret, <laughs> Secrets and Lies. Mike, who's by in Mike it? Lee. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know who's in it. Oh, uh, I can't remember her name. She's a People very... like Mike Lee, though. I guess I'll watch that. Uh, he's good. Um, I forget the actress. She's like a well-known English character actress. I forget her name, though. Um... Hmm. Yeah, it's good. I would recommend. Um, okay. Well, no, there's no one gay go in watch it. Secrets and Lies. There's no one gay in it. There's no one gay in it. I don't then know. Why did I they mean, call it this? I don't know. They why didn't they call like... it? Tell, why didn't they call it the Fleetwood Mac song "Little Lies"? Easy. Yeah, they they just didn't. They weren't finding the rhythm yet. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. But well, um, in spite of our negative sort of reaction to the title, <laughs> I think we both agree this is a very fun episode. This episode is fantastic. I so think it's fun. great. It's, it's so clearly fun. the best one we've watched so far. I give it 10 Degrassi's out of 10 Degrassi's. I give it maybe like seven and a half, but the bars, you know, that's, that's saying something for this point in time. Um, yeah, so this episode, it's another Ashley episode. We've had so many. Our favorite character, Ashley. Our favorite, Ashley our favorite triangle-haired diva. Um, Her hair was triangle this episode, but it was like a different triangle. It like went isosceles it was it was like equilateral before but that was like pointier and was pulled back um so we're meeting ashley's dad for the first time since he's just moved back from london okay i have to get this out of the way right now um is her dad irish what is her dad irish is he supposed to be irish he has an did you not hear his accent i could not place it i thought he had like a gay accent no, spoiler alert, her dad's gay. Um, <laughs> no, it was like Well, he's been Irish living in London, points. so is yes. he like maybe... A, did he I mean, go Ker- back there because he grew up there? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Kerwin, that seems potentially Irish, right? Kerwin. Kerwin, Kerwin, Kerwin. in a brogue. Kerwin. Robert Kerwin. Robert Kerwin. Um, uh, I don't know. His accent is... Why can't I talk like them? His accent is very implacable, and it bothers me. Um, anyway, so we just meet him. He's back in town. He's back, baby. And he's been, like, a <laughs> war correspondent of some sort. Did you catch what he does? I think it was, like, he, war correspondent. He is a war correspondent because he was in Kosovo, or he said he was somewhere. Yeah. Shrapnel. Shrapnel Yeah, he mentioned. got shrapnel on his side. I want to say before we continue, since we've already spoiled that this man is gay, um, gay reporters are really hot. Uh, and sometimes if you match with them on Tinder while they're doing their little assignments, you can get a little peek into their world. And when I was in San Francisco, I had to work the one night this like Israeli uh, reporter was in town. We had matched, and the one night he could hang out, I had to work. And then the next day was Folsom, and that's what he was there to cover. So I never got to meet him because he was busy getting fisted or whatever. Yeah, that's what he was very sad, but he was very hot. That's too bad. You ever met a gay reporter? <laughs> uh, Other than our friend. No, <laughs> but I, I've, I've, I, I know about Don Lemon and um, <laughs> he's a, Anderson yeah. Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Okay. And they're very, and they're very attractive. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no. There's something yeah. hot about traveling the world and telling people the truth. You don't think? Um, hopefully, hopefully they're telling the truth. Hopefully they're not propaganda. What if Ashley's dad works for Fox News? Oh. <laughs> He's a very early Canadian correspondent for Fox News. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So okay. So 
she like starts like Ashley starts suspecting that like something's off. The vibes from the beginning are just kind of off because her dad and her mom are kind of acting weird, and so she starts suspecting that they're hiding something from her. Yeah, and part of what this is be. manifested when Ashley gets home from hanging out with her dad, and Toby's fucking dad is just screaming at his wife like he always does. He's always fucking screaming at everyone. I hate him. It is never resolved. He is treated as though this is normal behavior. Do you, he's always, like, about to pop off. It really upsets me. You know, I feel like that's just straight people. I feel I like that's just how their relationships work. Okay, I don't know. Fair. Who, who, who am I to judge? Um... God damn it, Ashley's mom. I didn't put vinegar in the dishwasher, you dummy. <laughs> That's what it was like. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so she comes home. She's like, God, I hate this. I hate my stepdad. I'd love it if my dad came back. And so she starts like having this like idea of like, oh, are they going to get back together? And so Ashley's dad gives his presentation about like being a journalist in Kosovo or something to the media immersion class. And Paige is just incredibly horny for this silver fox. I mean, I get it. He's by far the most attractive person who's been on the show so far. Yeah, and she's just like, I can't believe your dad is single. I want to mingle with your dad. Um, and Which otherwise would be okay if he was not gay. <laughs> yeah, Ashley's very grossed out. I'm like, yeah, that's that's Correctly. that's true. Don't don't lust after people's dads. That's gross. Um uh and so after school ashley asks her mom why they've been acting so secretive and her mom just like outs her dad <laughs> oh my god yeah i didn't even think of the the logistics of that yes she is outing ashley's dad yeah i was he, just he so was... focused on the vertigo shot of Ashley oh my god. getting the news which is the, the funniest thing i've ever seen the most iconic dolly shot in the history <laughs> of cinema <laughs> Yeah, the the DP that day was like, "This is why I went to film school, baby." <laughs> no, seriously, between between this dolly shot and then the POV shot of the paper airplane in the subplot, like the DP oh, yeah. was just How did really they do that. Was just really well, you just get the camera, you just have the airplane on the camera, and you would just oh yeah, and then you do a fast motion. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the DP was just like really flexing this episode, and they were like, "Well, this is why I paid," you know. $40,000 for my film school degree. Well, um, finally, they've given up on this concept of let's focus on a, a random extra doing a school activity for a minute and a half before the scene starts. So I feel like he had more time to... Did you notice that? On top of the... Oh, I want to say a couple things about this episode. Both of these episodes, it finally feels like we have a functioning ensemble. I don't feel like I'm being like fed exposition about everyone. I am fine like cutting to like uh, the younger kids watching the older kids have their problems play out and just sort of commenting on them. I feel like why I liked these episodes so much is it finally feels like we're living in Degrassi. And isn't yeah. that what we all want? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. This school has some issues. These, people, <laughs> these kids, they're always going through it. But um, yeah, I mean, we've always like we at this point, we've like met our entire ensemble. So, like, we know these people, and so we're, like, getting to see their relationships evolve over time now. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. That's yeah. what, you know, yeah, it took, it, took, it took a few episodes to get there, but we're there. We're there, baby. And, um, God, yeah, that dolly shot, incredible. Incredible work. Um, so they go to the I'm, lunchroom, although, <laughs> the calf. Uh, well, I, I just want to say, I'm surprised that Ashley didn't, you know, her first clue should have been when her dad took her out to brunch at the beginning of the episode. Like, that's a, mm. that's a big gay giveaway. Pretty gay. Gays love brunch. 
Especially back then, I feel like straight people in the year 2000 did not know what brunch was. Yeah, yeah, brunch was definitely but just she's, gay culture. She's obviously in some very deep denial because as we learn in a conversation with her dad later, she has already met his partner, Christopher. They went to the zoo together <laughs> and had dinner together at Ashley's house. E- so Your dads don't just like go to go to take you to the zoo with their with their adult male friends. <laughs> And they hold Christopher. They, they, put, they put their hands in each other's back pocket. Yeah, <laughs> and they're just like they just they're just they're just good. They're they're gal pals, you know. They sort of like um, skip through a field together. Yeah, that's never <laughs> fall down and laugh and roll around in the grass. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, the next uh, okay the next day at lunch, which I want to comment on, uh, Ashley pouring her chocolate milk carton into a glass. Okay, I didn't even see that. I was so hung up on the fact that she was drinking chocolate milk, and obviously we'll find out why. What's in wrong a with drinking chocolate milk? Chocolate milk's delicious. I mean, look, school kids are the people to drink chocolate milk. Yeah. Um, so it makes sense. But first of all, I think it's very decadent <laughs> to have chocolate milk at lunch. Second of uh, all, that's what you. What's the other option? Milk. You could drink water or you even c- juice. Uh, I think, first of all, I think drinking milk is gross. I can't believe it's something I ever did. Oh, I love chocolate milk. I love chocolate milk. Ugh. I, so I could bad. still get down with like a shake every once in a while, but uh, just loose milk? No, thank you. I, I feel Ashley with this chocolate milk. What I don't but feel is why. you pour it into the glass. Yeah, so she takes her chocolate milk. I believe milk, you. I just didn't see it. And she pours it into a glass. And the only conceivable reason I can think of to do this is because it made it easier when. Later on, Paige confronts her and says, hey, yeah. I have a theory about your dad. Have you ever thought that maybe he's gay? And then Ashley pours this glass of chocolate milk in Paige's face. And I yeah. can only fathom that the reason why was because it's a lot harder to pour out a carton of milk, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe you just didn't get the, the splash effect that they needed. But um, Well, like on yeah. Real Housewives, they're never like throwing a carton of vodka at each other. You need like an open container. Right, exactly. <laughs> so and the glass can... facilitates that. Yeah. But like, anyway, so she, yeah, so Ashley throws chocolate milk I, in Paige's face. Um, I know I just talked about no longer enjoying milk, but when I did enjoy chocolate milk, the thing that I found gross about it is, you know, when you open up the cardboard container and kind of like right at the little tippy triangle of it, it gets oh. those little fuzzies from the cardboard yeah. and the adhesive. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty gross. That after is gross. A couple, after a couple slurps of that, you're gonna... It's yeah, gonna when, the, when it gets weird. like damp, yeah, this, yeah, the sogginess. I really... I really can't fuck with the song. So I, I could see another justification for pouring it into the cup, but I did not see it happen. And it, now that yeah. you've mentioned it, I would like to really examine that moment and I'll play it in slow motion. And maybe Evan, you and I can like dissect it and we'll post this on the all about Degrassi um, Instagram page. We can do a play by play. Yeah. There's not that many moving parts, but, but we know we'll funny... just look at her face and we'll really get into her mindset. <laughs> She was just thinking, like, damn, I really need this chocolate milk after the day I've had. <laughs> you know what? Fine. I'll do the video myself, Evan. <laughs> no, I would love I would so love to. So go ahead. Go to, to the All About Degrassi page. You can see an Evanless video where I examined this chocolate milk. <laughs> Next. Um, <laughs> can I just say, I really like this moment with Paige. 
because I know this is the beginning of good cool page. Yeah, well, this just shows that like there's always been more to Paige than just being like you know the head bitch in charge at school or whatever. Like she, because she yeah. actually seems very sincere in this moment. Um, and, and she totally to tries Ashley. to. She knows what she's saying could be shocking, and she's very deliberately bringing it up in a supportive way. Yeah, and she's very, uh, you know, she qualifies a word. She says, like, I, and I know this probably isn't true. She's like, yeah. but what if? You know, she sort of, she couches it in the right way. And yeah. then, you know, after Ashley throws the chocolate milk in her face, she's, like, clearly kind of distraught. And we find out that, you know, her, she's like, well, I, you know, wanted to talk about this because my older brother's gay. Yeah, um, foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. We'll, we'll, we'll meet this brother at some Bri- point. Brent, um, can you get on the mic for a sec? Indeed, what's up? As someone who has never seen this show, I want you to tell me three facts about her brother, because her brother uh, does become a character later, and I want you to guess what happens with him. Uh, let me guess. He's gay. Mm-hmm. He, What's uh, his name? Michael. Yeah, none of these count as facts so far. Tell us three facts. Uh, okay. He's, um, he's pretty tall. And uh, <laughs> so that gets him attention from girls, okay. but he's like, whatever, dude, I'm gay. Okay. Uh, and um, I think he maybe <laughs> hooks up with a with a with an adult. That's my guess. Oh, okay. And he fails his driving test. Okay, yeah, very good specific guesses. We'll you, see you've which given this active. character you've given this character much more interiority than he has ever given. <laughs> but I applaud you for your efforts. Yeah, um, we can only have one. As we've discussed, we can only have one character that is gay that has any character development at one time. There can but only be one. There, there is allowed to be a love interest who sometimes is there and says things. Yeah, satellite, satellite gays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Ashley's dad, he takes her out of, he checks her out of school because he wants to like have a heart to heart with her. And he explains that the, the reason he left her and her mother. And he just like, because he had to come to terms with his sexuality. And, you know, Ashley's still trying to process this. And she asks him if he's been with any men. And he tells her that he's been with Ashley, calm down. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, do you want details? Um, So are you a top or a bottom dad? (laughs) (laughs) Do you do poppers? They're they're real questions. And so he tells her these stuff. (laughs) Oh my God, gross. Gross. Um... Uh, <laughs> uh, so he tells her that he's been with this guy called Christopher, yeah. and so that's when she has, you know, the the realization that Christopher, this guy, he's been around for years without her knowing about the reality of their relationship, like at the zoo and at the beach. He's he's always been there, and he's always she... been lurking in the background, just like <laughs> yeah, all exactly. gay lovers. <laughs> exactly, and she feels super fucking betrayed for this, um, and you know she feels. She's very mad that her dad's been lying to her all these years and, you know, she's mad at him for leaving them for someone else. Um, You know, she just she's just she has a lot of pent up frustration. Yeah. And she's but luckily lashing out. Yeah. Luckily, that all gets resolved by the end of the episode where Ashley learns her lesson. Oh, wait, it doesn't. Nothing happens. It ends in the middle of a conversation as it always does. Yeah. 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 So at the end, Ashley's like, you know, uh, you know unloading all her baggage on terry and she's like i'm and gonna terry carry that out of my desperate life. attempt to give her any agency earlier in the episode is like oh my mom died here's a picture of her <laughs> this yeah. will come up later <laughs> yeah so we get some backstory on i'll terry never mention her again but my mom did die and it will be important for this episode for you ashley <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like her big. She, that's her big motivation in this conversation. She's like, "Well, I lost my mom. I don't have a chance to, you know, I don't have a chance at a relationship with her. You have a choice to have a relationship with your dad." And but that was Ashley, oversimplifying it because what Terry left out of the story is that her mom died from being way too big of a lesbian. So <laughs> it's not a perfect comparison, and I just want to put that on the record. To, oh, to any got, of you, we got a scene here. No, we don't. <laughs> Go ahead, Evan. I just want to make it clear: we don't know whether Terry's mom was a huge lesbian or not. How else would she have died? Think about it for a second. They have they have <laughs> no, universal health care up there. Is that she a cause can't of die death? Of cancer. That's the only way she could die. Is that a co- is that a real cause of death? If you do it hard Doing enough, too much of a lesbian. Yeah. Hmm. That's how I want to go. <laughs> I know. Me too. It sounds fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is an episode that ends on another downer note. Because uh, actually, I mean, we don't have any uh, resolution to this plot. And we won't for like three more seasons. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get back to it one day. But for now. But let's talk about the B plot. Because what a fun B plot here. What oh. a fun B plot. As, okay. as boring as the previous B plot is, this is fun and exciting. And sort of providing a comedic uh, counterpoint to the main, more serious A plot. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it does everything that a subplot should do. And just be like, yeah, exactly, more lighthearted. Um, and it's our first taste of the legendary Jibberty ship. That's JT. Jibberty ship. Jibberty. Jibberty, okay. do you ship Jibberty? No. No? I obviously ship JT and Manny, but we'll talk about that later. Oh, really? Oh, yes. we'll, we'll get to that. Um, yes. uh, yeah, so everyone is convinced that Liberty has a crush on JT, and he's like, no, she doesn't. Ew, how could you say that? But <laughs> then Liberty recites a haiku in English. Um, Let's I, talk about the, the haikus. Ha- pause, pause. Okay, I have, no, three I, haikus. no, I have, I have them all written out. Yes. I have them all written oh, out. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I am ready to recite these haikus. Um, do you want to do, 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 do Emma's? Oh, I'd love to do Emma's. Yeah, okay. go ahead and give us Emma's. So, because I, I, I thought this was a pretty good haiku. Here is Emma's haiku. Ancient waves so pure, lapping on the shores of time. Early death, our fault. Um, no points for guessing that that's about the fucking environment. Because yeah, I think that it kind of falls apart in the final line, but the first two are very strong. Creates a, a real Yeah, image. very strong imagery. Uh, and then she kind of, you know, she hammers it. Maybe a bit too um, obviously in the last line, but uh, well done, Emma. Um, Can you give us Sean's, which I believe Sean's? Next? All right, Sean's haiku. Poetry is crime. No idea how to rhyme. Stupid waste of time. Honestly, really funny. <laughs> no notes. No notes. So and good. I love like Miss Quan is like begrudgingly like, you know what? Good job, sport. You did it. Um, <laughs> you know, it was very like. I don't like how you did it, but you know what, but kid? You, did. you got moxie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so the but the real the real showstopper haiku here is Liberty's. Um, oh my god! Smile like a sunbeam, height subordinate to his heart, makes me lie awake. Um, which is obviously a dead giveaway that she's got the hots for JT. Yes, um, and. She was told that there was one too many syllables in the second line, and I suggest take out his. You don't need it. Problem solved. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually that's a, that's a good note. 
Yeah, high subordinate to heart. There you go. It's more. It's, um, it flows better anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. That's good. Good note. Um, but uh, you know, obviously, in, in Mandarin, <laughs> the word for crisis and opportunity, same word. Kind of like, what's going on with this haiku here? Wow. Yep. You give me a lot to think about. <laughs> um. <laughs> Christatunity. <laughs> and that's another ship that you can get on. Christatunity. I, yeah. I can't wait to meet Crisis and Opportunity next yeah. season. Ooh, yeah. Um, what, a, what a steamy romance. <laughs> um, so JT's obviously like, oh shit, Liberty's got the hots for me. How do I avoid this? Um, and he has the bright idea. So after, I want to talk about this because he finds out JT and Toby both like immediately find out about Ashley's dad being gay. Toby would find like, out, right? Well, it's like, how, like, did Ashley if, tell him? I think if Ashley, if Ashley's mom, Kate, we all know Kate and we all know that's her name. If Toby went up to Kate, his stepmom, and said, Hey, what's going on in the house? I, I like deserve to know what's going on. I feel like the stepmom would be in a position to be like, you know what? I'm going to let you in on this. I don't want you to feel like you're not part of this family because me and Ashley are related to this person by blood and you're not like, I feel like he would get the information. That's true. And she had no problem outing him yeah. already. Oh, she's, she's like, telling she's, everybody. she's just spreading it. She's like, oh, my gay husband, my gay ex-husband. Oh, yeah. It, if you pause it in the seen in the calf you can actually see ashley's mom going around and whispering <laughs> she's just yeah she's just spreading gossip I, I just hot juicy day. gossip <laughs> <laughs> um okay well fair enough that does explain it um mm -hmm. i also love how jt's asking he's like how do gay men have sex and i'm like you just found out like three episodes ago when you were forced to watch gay porn <laughs> yeah and that sex crime that happened to you uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, so, I, were, are we sure that they were watching penetrative porn though weren't they no just maybe i'm just having i'm models? just having a good old laugh at this show's expense well it's um, also good we need to hold the writers to account and if there's something in the canon that doesn't hold yeah this, we this, need to know this, about it. this really violates continuity and yeah. i just you know i feel like that merits pointing out um yeah so jt gets the idea he's like hey i will come out to liberty as gay Mm -hmm. to rebuff her romantic advances and he does this in Underneath i want to say a, a, well he comes out to her under the stairs and he's like don't tell anyone but then later on in class he's yeah, like i got really gotta sell then? it <laughs> yeah i mean it's like i i don't know i don't think he thought this through clearly um but like well, then in he class, obviously didn't think it through because he was improving that he would put his arm around toby which is like okay if you're gonna rope toby into this lie i feel like he at least deserves to know yeah oh, but speaking I mean, of toby totally good in this episode well done jake goldsby you nailed it i'm glad this, episode. this child could finally earn your respect and approval yeah it only took us eight episodes, but you're finally... I think it's the last time he's any good, but you were good in this episode. <laughs> um, I think this is a bravura performance from uh, JT York. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I have a little clip of yeah, him in there. Oh, please, we need to hear this clip. Okay, there she is. It's time to cement the deal. Hey, Liberty Girlfriend. So we got kind of a skip. <laughs> Sits down next to Toby there. She's very mad. 
Maybe you should tone it down. He is he is camping it up. Don't I actually <laughs> uh side note, I saw <laughs> a post um on Twitter today. It was talking about Jamie Lee Curtis and it said she has the range and it showed a photo from Halloween and a photo from Freaky Friday and a photo from Everything Everywhere All at Once and then it showed this clip of JT. <laughs> Because like, their names Jamie... sound similar? Or... No, because he looks like Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, okay, I guess this, they have a similar face shape. I kind of see yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, the hair, they have the same hair. I like this. Okay, we'll either repost that meme on the on the Instagram I, or we'll do a side-by-side photo of it. I got a I like big that. laugh out of that. Um, okay, I enjoy that. Uh, yeah, this is a great this is a great uh, performance from him. Um, and he's Mr. one of the Simpsons... best actors on the show. He's He's very naturally gifted. Absolutely. And Mr. Simpson's reaction to this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, not even that judgmental. It's just like, hey, it's I, just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> oh, it's more just like, oh, really? This is what you're doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and JT is immediately embarrassed, of course. Yes. Um, so then Liberty asked JT, he's like, well, why don't you come out in the school newspaper? Which is asking a lot of someone, but okay. Yeah, but um, also, she's not doing that because she suspects that he's lying, right? No, because that exactly. would be she... a fun counterplay, but I don't think it's based on that. No, I think it is just her being like, well, okay, great. Um, let me help you. Like, I feel like she still wants to be like close to him in some way. Yeah. Um, but uh, obviously he's like, okay, I got to drop the charade now. And he just tells her point blank that he's not interested in her. And he just, he breaks her little heart. Um, and I really feel for Liberty this episode. Yeah, Liberty's good in both of these episodes. Uh, I think that the character can obviously... The the character's meant to be annoying, but sometimes with annoying characters on the show, they're not fun to watch annoying. They're just annoying annoying. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a combination of the writing and the actor's performance, that they've found a good groove with Liberty in these couple episodes. Yeah, I mean, she's like... A character that you like cringe at and are embarrassed by, well, but like whole in a way, the plot was so cringe, but it was fun yeah. to watch. Yeah, and it's like you sympathetically cringe. I think with Liberty, I think the funniest part of this whole interchange was there was a part where, and it of course makes no sense, but I wish there was more moments like this on the show where mm-hmm. Toby's walking down the hallway and he hears JT like call him from the inside of a locker, which then Toby knows the combination to and opens up. But then why did JT come out? Because he said he was hiding from Liberty. And then the second he comes out, she pops out from behind the corner and takes a picture. It was all very funny and like kind of larger than life in a way that I wish the show would try out a little more often. Yeah, it was really like slapstick. It was yeah, good, I, I good like stuff. That. Yeah, I yeah, I thought this episode one of the best we've reviewed so far. And I would say it goes there. Do you think it goes there? Hmm. Homophobia within the family. That's true. Um, doesn't give us a clear resolution. It doesn't uh, have to resolve itself to go there. No, that's what I'm that's saying. That's the like, coming I think back that, part. I feel like that makes it maybe you can go, go there, there more. And not come back. Well, I feel like that makes it go there even more. It's like we don't have a clear oh, okay. resolution. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm like, does it go there? Mm, I don't know. There's not enough. There's not. It's not uh, messy enough. Okay. Well, there. we have one go there vote and one not go there vote on this. We one. can agree to disagree. I don't think we're allowed to do that. Vote. 
Do you guys need me to? What did we decide? That were we gonna do tiebreakers? Is that what we did last time? I don't think we need to do tiebreakers. I think we can I, just have our. We need opinions. to be on the record. Did the episode go there or did it not? If we're not doing that, then we're not journalists. And if we're not journalists, then we can't be hot gay journalists. This is not a. This is not a horse race, Nick. <sighs> Okay, can we just, um, because these episodes were the funnest time I've had uh, thus far with actually watching the show, can we just go back and talk about some little moments that I liked? Of course. Um, In Basketball Diaries, there's a part where um, JT says, he's like watching Ashley on the closed circuit school TV, and he says that Ashley is very suave, and then Emma corrects him. Do you think that this is because he had a meeting with the as of unmet guidance counselor, Miss Sove, and thought that that's how the word suave was pronounced and he's been saying it wrong all this time? Because that's my headcanon. I admire how you managed to fit Miss Sove into every episode of this show so I think far. About her all even though she has not even appeared. I don't know why. She's like a nothing character. If we can get Miss Sove on the show, the actor. I will be very happy. Do you think I, she's on cameo? Do you think she's on cameo and I can get her to like diagnose me with something or tell me to go home from school? As Miss Sove, you don't yeah. want like her. Yeah, you want her to be in character, right? Well, I think, in the cameo, if she wants to come on the show, she does not need to be in character. What do you think her rates are on cameo? Uh, well, what's the what's the exchange rate with Canada right now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's really good in Europe, apparently. My boyfriend was just in Europe, so. <laughs> Miss Sauvé, please come on the show. We would love to talk to you. I will also <laughs> learn your real life name at some point. Um, I ooh, well, we should let's do the fashion moment. Actually, can we get the fashion moment bumper? Because I know mine. You sure can. Give me one second here. As you know, in fashion, one day you're in, uh, uh. and the next day you're out. Hell yeah, fashion moment of the episode. We saw some cool early 2000s fashions on these particular episodes. My personal favorite, JT York, wearing red hat, red sweater, orange pants. Hmm, kind of a Tina Burner fantasy. I oh, like that. <laughs> that, those are very bold choices. And then when he had the mustard on his face, it was full Tina Burner because it was red, yellow, and orange. So Tina Burner. R.I.P. Tina Burner. R.I.P. <laughs> okay, next. <laughs> What's your fashion moment? <laughs> so I didn't have any like ones that really spoke to me, but I just want to acknowledge um, the crimped hair. We got a, a lot, lot of crimped, crimped hair. hair. Emma had crimped hair. Paige had crimped hair. And, you know, if there's anything that I think of when I think of this era, it's crimped hair. And yeah, and also the weird little hairs that I would love if a, a listener could message us and tell us what they call these. The weird little spaghetti strands that girls had on their hair in this era, and they would just do them all over the top of their head. There would be weird mm. little spaghetti strands going every which way. What are those called? Page what are they? Those. Yeah. They had like a, a late night product for them that they would air infomercials on like, you know, Nickelodeon late at night. Like, hey, little girls, buy this like, system of beads that you put your hair in that like crimps them you know what i'm talking yeah, about the squishy I like do. i do hair things. i forgot mm-hmm. what they're called anyway so that's the fashion moment of the <laughs> episode favorite fashion moments. um what do do we have any closing thoughts what have Close, we what have we learned yeah. what have we learned yeah, let's, today? Uh, let's share with the class i learned today that boys 
have muscles and are smelly and they have facial hair. They've hair. But all girls, over. not women, but girls are hot and sexy. Specifically girls, not women. No, specifically women. <laughs> that's okay. what I learned. You, the, okay, that's what you meant? Okay. I, that's what I said, um, as, but as far as I remember. <laughs> uh, I learned that it's okay to out your husband to anyone you want. Your yeah. kid, your stepson, the neighbor, the other kids at school. You, you don't have to respect someone's privacy. Yeah, and if you have a bullhorn, just get on the roof. Start shouting. There you go. Mm-hmm. Give out his social security number while you're at it. <laughs> Brim, you learn anything today? Yeah, Show I learned that. Uh, I learned that Jimmy had a nutritious breakfast. Oh, he did Hold say on. that when he was playing. Somebody had a nutritious breakfast. Yep, toast, cheese, eggs, bacon, solid protein. Love protein. Brain food, man. Brain food. I think really that's. I think Drake's do a great work in that He's scene. Really fucking great in that scene. <laughs> Say what you will about him these days, but wow, that kid could act. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I think that uh, just about does it for this episode four of All About Degrassi, covering episodes five, no, episode seven no. and eight of season one of Degrassi The Next Generation. Please follow All About Degrassi on Instagram for memes and updates on the show. Um, and Evan, what, what do you got to say? Thank you, all of you, for tuning in. Great, great. And thank you, Nick. Oh, thank you. And thank you, Brent. Oh, this is so nice. Thank, <laughs> oh, thank you. you, Evan. Yeah, I think it's nice to have you, a good little sign-off. Yeah, yeah okay. thank you all. Oh, okay. Well, bye. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye. <laughs>